Hello and welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. And me, Kim, a Eurovision fanatic from Canada. Today is the first of our season two, sorry, series two of um, the DNQ files, where we have a look at one of the songs that either failed to make it to Eurovision at all, or failed to make it to uh, the grand final of Eurovision. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't tuned in for these before, uh, I I go into these uh, live without having seen the video in advance, so you get a little bit of uh, live commentary as I'm watching it. Uh, so watch along with us. Indeed. Um, so today we're going to have a look at a song that was in the semi-finals um, for Eurovision 2016, the Eurovision Song Contest Grand Final we just covered in the last episode. And I've got to be honest, I've I've changed my option of what song I was going to share with you last minute, like literally in the last half hour before recording. What? Why? Was, well, I was going to show you um, Help You Fly, which was the uh, Belarusian um, entry uh Represented by a singer called Ivan, and it's, I like the song. I like the song. I'll, you know, um, full disclosure. I like that song. I don't know if it's just because at the start of a song he's a naked hologram. Okay. And I like looking at him. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little disappointed you chose not. To, now that I know what I'm missing, I'm a little disappointed you chose not to go with that one. But instead, I went for the Eurovision world's favorite disco. Daddy, Sir Hat. Okay, well, that sounds good, too. I mean, I'm not mad at a disco daddy. No, uh, I've I've never met a Eurovision fan who doesn't love Sir Hat. He's just, oh, he's just so cute. He's just (laughs) this older gentleman who loves a disco song. He trained as a dentist. And he's represented San Marino twice. And he's not even San Marinese. San, San Marinese? Is that? He's not from San Marino. He's Turkish. So have but, um, have we seen him before in any of the Eurovisions we've covered? We haven't. This is your first time seeing him. Okay, I'm excited. He uh, later went on to represent um, San Marino in 2019. Um, okay, so... Which is uh, one we'll be covering before we cover the 2021 song contest. Yes, okay, so I'll recognize him in the future. But this is... So this is going to be my no, no doubt delightful first experience. Indeed. Sir Sir Hat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I did a poll on my Twitter and saying, should I do Ivan or should I do Sir Hat? And literally, I only gave it 10 minutes for people to vote. So I only got two people voting in the time. I, I haven't got many followers on Twitter, my personal one. Yeah. Um, if you listen to this, give me a follow at Chris Who Tweets. There you go. Yeah, give me a follow and make me feel popular and liked. But <laughs> you participate pe- in the next poll. Exactly. But both people resp- who responded said, Sir Hat, um, I didn't know which is the title of a song. So we're going to have a look at that. Okay, well, I am very excited to see it. And um, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I might go back and look at that naked hologram too. Just, you know, <laughs> just for giggles. <laughs> um, okay. Shall we give this a watch? Let's give it a go. Okay, I I love this vibe already. So we have like some femme fatale style backup singers in 
silver sparkly. Okay, I love this. <laughs> Hasn't he got a great low husky voice? Yes! He is a daddy. Um, <laughs> and he's wearing a hat and a tuxedo. He looks sharp as hell. Why did this not make it? I love this. No idea. Who wouldn't love this? Oh my God, the lights are going. It is such a, like a fun disco vibe. So suave. So, so suave. I, I'm loving this. The backup dancer slash singers really make it too. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's adorable. I'd be interested to see how low his voice can go. Yeah, it's definitely a deep, husky voice. He's keeping it pretty, like, low-key in terms of performance so far. But, I mean, he doesn't even need it. No. Also, you know, he's an older gentleman, isn't he? So he's never going to go wild on the stage. No, no. But even, like, in terms of, like, vocal performance, it's all kind of, like a little bit understated in a sexy way. Yeah. I say older. I mean, he was only 50 when this song contest happened. <laughs> yeah. If not younger. I'm really bad at maths. We've established that. Around 50 anyway. Yeah. So not like... No. Not elderly. But like firmly in daddy territory. Yeah. It's a catchy song though. Oh yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, he makes a grand final when he comes back. Oh, he does? He does. That's good. So, does it, is it a disco song that he does the next time too? That, you cut him in half, disco is written for him like a stick of Blackpool rock. <laughs> Either dancers and backup singers, they could be like Bond um, sort of yes, characters. That's what I was thinking. They look like femme fatale style or Charlie's Angels. Bond characters. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I loved that. Yeah, you know, in the introduction to um, James Bond, they always have, like, the song with, like, the silhouette of a sexy woman and then, like, a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what those backup singers reminded me of. And the light show was fantastic, too. They had, like, the lights as if it was um, sort of, like, confetti raining down, but it wasn't actually confetti. It was just the lights. It looked I know, it gorgeous. actually tricked me at one point. It tricked me at one point. I thought it actually was confetti. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I really liked that. And I mean, like, I know that in the, D the DNQ file, um, files, I often really liked this, like the songs, but I often like them in kind of a tongue-in-cheek ironic way. Like, I like it because it's so bad it's good. Like, that was trash. I love it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but this was, like, genuinely a really good song. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and like I said, he goes to the grand final next time, and the song is better than that. So, oh, do the, does he have backup singers again? Like like these ones? I feel like he does, but I can't remember. Oh, I liked it a lot. Um, I like I would pay money to see that performance. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Sad Loved. people. So, so, okay, thinking now to the 2016 song contest that we um, discussed last week, this one did not make it. Would you um, swap this one out for any of the songs that did? I mean, obviously. obviously. Okay, tell me which one. I mean, there's so many. I mean, always, I pretty much always say the UK. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You do always say that. Like, if it, I mean, look, he's representing San Marino. He's from Turkey. What's stopping him representing the UK? 
Yeah, let, that's true. Let Sir let, let Hat have a pop at representing every country in Eurovision. <laughs> Why not? Yes. Okay, so we have decided that we want the hosts of the 2016 Eurovision to just remain and uh, make the circuit for all all annual uh, finales. And then we'll also have just have Sir Hat, who will circulate amongst each country. <laughs> just 26 just... songs performed by Sir Hat. <laughs> Oh my god, so funny. Okay, like I think I mean like clearly there were a couple at the the you know, the bottom of the the pack in terms of my rating if I recall correctly, I think that Georgia was one, which was the sort of like uh rock jam yeah. that I didn't love that much and then um the other one was it Germany maybe? I don't remember. Yeah, Germany we neither of us rated nor did the public. Yeah. But I mean, so I would definitely put this above the, of the but above those ones, which I ranked uh, my lowest, but I would put this like middle of the pack. I I, I agree. I don't think yeah. it will be top ten material for me. This one, no, not me either. But definitely, I would say solid sort of between twelve, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, definitely of the caliber that could have been in the finale, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I'll just check where he actually came in his semi final. So he, he only just actually missed out on a shot in the final. Um, out of the 18 acts um, in semi-final one, um, uh, San Marino came 12. So he had to be in the top 10 to make it through to the final. Oh, so close. So okay, here's, close. here's a question that um, maybe is stupid at this point. I have officially declared myself to be a Eurovision fanatic, so maybe I should know this already. But there are two semi-finals, right? Yes, there are now. And so when the two semifinals, um, okay, I don't know if I'm going to explain this correctly, but like, it's the top 10 of each. Of each semifinal that go through the final. And then you the have final. the big five, right? Okay. So, and the host country. Right, exactly. Okay. So, so in- And in the case where Australia first performed, they were a special guest and got an automatic pass to the final. Okay, fair enough. So you have two semifinals and it's top 10 of both. But what if there there is like such a heavy weighting of the better songs in one semifinal? So a song that comes in 11th in one semifinal is actually better than some of the songs that made the top 10 in the second. Do you know what I mean? Like, how it's, is that division made? It sucks to be that song. It's, it's just all, random in terms of just, how... Yeah, because all the um, they compete against. Basically, when they select the um, semi-finals, all the um, countries are put into a pot, into like six pots, and countries with a favourable kind of history of voting for each other, they're all put into the same pot. So I, I, I've never watched the draw because I love Eurovision, but even I find people drawing numbers and names of countries out of uh, bowls <laughs> boring, painfully dull. <laughs> yeah. Um. I like the music. I like the spectacle. People drawing numbers. I'll, I'll just catch up on where it's been de- decided later on when it's all yeah. on Wikipedia. Um, I'm very much the same with the national finals as well. Uh, this year I was planning to watch the national finals. The only thing is, they always seem to happen on Saturday night and they're always like happening at the same time. Saturday night, I usually want to watch TV. Yeah. And cogitate on the sofa. I don't want to be checking the str- like three different streams. Um, so like last night, for example, France chose their 2021 artist. There was also um, Norway and um, I think Lithuania were all deciding on, you know, having their national finals at the same time. Literally, it clashes. Next week, um, week after this recording, 
uh, Norway and Sweden will be doing their national finals at the same time. Mm, yeah. For me, it's easier just to kind of catch up on it afterwards. When it's all I been decided, and just I'll, I'll I'll take the sort of highlights. Thank you very much. Right. Yeah, I don't um, blame you. But yeah, with, with the uh, how it's the they select the artists, it is drawn so that countries who have a history of voting for each other in the grand final, they will tend to be in the same in, in um different semi-finals, so they can't vote for each other in the semi-finals. So yeah, yeah well, it's, it's just. It's just luck of a draw. So you do yeah. sometimes end up losing some really good songs in the uh, semifinals. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure that that's always, uh, you know, just a, uh, you know, like l- luck of the draw in terms of there is probably inevitably some songs that make it to the finale purely by virtue of the fact that um, they were uh, maybe in a category where there was a bit of... S- strength in the uh in the other bucket yeah i don't know if that if i'm saying that correctly you know what i mean it's like i mean i i'm sure that there have been instances where someone squeaked through to the finale and wouldn't have if the uh if the two semifinals had been like distributed even just slightly differently but i i think that this might have been one like i think that uh it's too bad that this one didn't make it because i liked it more than a lot of the ones in the finale but oh well what can you do them's the breaks and interestingly, my other choice for this week's DNQ was in semi-final two and also came 12th. Oh, really? Yep. So um, without even realising it, my two choices were kind of evenly weighted. Oh, that's interesting. And um, the songs that came 11th uh, <laughs> weren't, weren't of any interest. It was the 12th spot. Yeah. Um, the songs that came in 11th, so uh, semi-final one was Bosnia-Herzegovina. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it because it's um, not in English. There, I am not good at other languages. And same with uh, semi-final two. That was Macedonia. And again, I'm not going to try pronouncing it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, but I have no memory of those. <laughs> they don't oh, stick in the mind. Something. Yeah. Well, this one was really fun. I am very happy to now be acquainted with Sir Hat, and I'm happy to know that we're going to see him again in the future. Oh yeah. I can't wait to share the next one with you. It's such a good song and it's proper feel good. Nice. So what are we going to be covering uh, next week with our next full length episode? So next time we'll be discussing the 1969 Eurovision Song Contest from Spain. Right. And we'll try and decide on an actual winner because that was a year where four countries had to share the title. Yes. So um, in our jury of two, we will decide of those four, which one is the true winner in our hearts. Exactly. Or we'll disagree strongly. Right. Yes. That is also a <laughs> that chance. That is also a very distinct possibility. <laughs> well then, until next time. Bye. Thanks. Bye. La 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 la